0: guests here to give me some support and some encouragement and then I also have uh, one who told me they came to heckle me (laughs) so if you hear any loud noises just ignore them. (laughs) Let's uh, turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10 starting in verse 32. We're going to read verse 32 through 39. And the word reads, remember the earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering? Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back. We are and are destroyed, but we are of those who believe and are saved. Let's pray. Father we come before you right now we thank you and we praise you for your word. We pray right now that you would just take control of this service that you would just minister this word to each and every person's heart here, Lord, that it would make an impact on their life as it made an impact on mine. And Father, I give you all the honor, Father, all the glory and praise in Jesus name. Amen. 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 You you may be seated. <clears throat> the title of this message is and they lived happily ever after. Well, we all know how the story goes, right? The prince, armed with his sword, rushes in, t- kills the dragon, slays the dragon, proper wording, <laughs> and you know, rescues the girl from the tower that she's been locked in, and they ride into the sunset to live happily ever after. Okay, well, yes, in case you haven't figured out, I have a six-year-old daughter, and all these stories are required daily reading for me. And I'm not just limited to books nowadays. I have movies, I have DVDs, I have video versions, all the same thing. And in each story, no matter what hardship the girl has to go to or how many dragons or evil villains the guy has to fight off, the story always ends with that famous line, and they lived happily ever after. But that line makes me wonder, is anyone here living that fairy tale life? I kind of feel like that guy on. Mythbusters, busters, right? Is it true? <laughs> we grow up thinking if I find the right mate and the right house in the right city and, the right, and go to the right church, that surely I will live happily ever after. Yet in reality, life is constantly changing and full of challenges. We have good days and we have good years. And then we have bad days and sometimes even bad years. And I would have to say that this was a bad year for me. Uh, Yesterday made one year since my husband died in a car accident, and it was very, a very difficult year. There were so many days when all I wanted to do was just stay home, lock myself in my room, away from everybody and everything. I'm very thankful, though, to my family and friends who didn't let me isolate myself. Back then when they wouldn't let me do what I wanted to, not so much, <laughs> but now I'm thankful that they encouraged me to, to, to get out. I'm also thankful to God who ministered to me in many different ways. And I've chosen just one portion of scripture that has really made an impact on my life. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've read over this portion of scripture. I've just, I, just, I just kept going back to it day after day after day because it just encourages me to go forward. So let me share three things that I've learned through this portion of scripture. Uh, first of all, God says, don't shrink back. In verses, in Hebrews 10, 38 and 39, it says, but my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back. What causes us to shrink back? It's usually some kind of tragedy in our life. Our first response to an event that causes hurt, loss, tragedy, or, um, or disappointment or grief, the, our first response is usually to want to just withdraw. We want to leave, to give up, just stop doing whatever it was that we were doing. It was death that caused hardship in my life, but there are many other things that cause us to want to shrink back. We're living in hard times, and there's a lot of companies right now that have no choice but to fire or to lay off mass amounts of people. And because our jobs are our source of financial stability, the loss of a job can be a devastating event. Countless families are also losing their home because of the mortgage crisis that's going around right now. I work for a property management company, and I deal with people on a regular basis who are are in the process of losing their lifetime dream. Uh, They come in looking for a place to rent because they know that any day their house is going to be foreclosed on. Then there's also relationships that can bring a source of grief, marriage problems. Actually, when they were doing the announcements, my son noticed that at every announcement they were cheering except for the marriage retreat. Come on, marriage. <laughs> You're showing stuff, <us> okay? <laughs> uh, marriage problems, family issues, difficulty with your children and your teenagers can all cause you to want to take a long vacation by yourself. <laughs> Even here at church, things can happen that will hurt us and cause us to want to give up. Yet Hebrews 10 38 and 39 strongly tells us not to shrink back. It even says that God will be displeased with us if we do. Is it because God, God is harsh or insensitive? No, he is a God of comfort. He promises to, he- to heal us, our heart, our mind, our spirit. He promises to strengthen us and he promises to restore our joy. Amen. Second Corinthians one, three and four reads, praise be to God, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we we ourselves have received from God. God doesn't promise us a life without pain, but he promises to comfort us in all our troubles. He loves us. He wants to console us. He wants to encourage us. Now, the healing doesn't come instantly. It usually takes place over a period of time. It's, It's a process. But God knew how difficult some things were going to be for us to get through and and that we were going to need others to talk to that had gone through similar circumstances. So he tells us that once we've been comforted that we need to reach out and comfort others with the same comfort that we've received. God placed two women in my life who had also lost their husband. One, of course, is my mentor and my friend for over 25 years and now my pastor. She prayed with me, she counseled me, she gave me books that had encouraged her when she was going through the same situation. She's encouraged me to just take time to discover who I am in this whole new um, situation that I'm in. And to figure out, you know, where I want to be and what God, you know, has for me before I actually start making those decisions. And and also, I have a friend who's named Candy, uh, whose husband also died suddenly in a car accident. And she's taken the time to share with me uh, the comfort that she's received. So many times she helped me with just day-to-day issues, you know, that might seem like nothing to most people. But if your life has just completely changed, simple things can seem overwhelming sometimes. The common example that I received from both of them was that even though their lives were shaken, they continue to go forward. Pastor Josie, of course you all know, has continued to serve God, to love us, and to build this church Go ahead, yeah, amen. My friend Candy continued to run her business, help others, and be a strength for her family. Was it easy for them? No. I've seen them go through, oh, was it easy? Oh, probably not. <laughs> no, it was not easy. I've seen them go through so many difficulties and so many struggles, but they kept going. I often think about the fact that had they shrunk back, had they either of them chosen to shrink back. That would have been my example, uh, would have been to give up. I don't think God wanted us to gather together as a church so that we'd have somebody next to stand next to and we sing, although for me that helps. I think his plan was much deeper. He knew, I mean, he made us. He knew exactly what we would need. He knew that we would need the, the love and support of those around us to make it through difficult times. And I consider myself blessed because so many of you here have reached out to me and helped me make it this year without without all of you that, that have, have taken part in my life and taken part in my healing I wouldn't be able to stand here today God showed me that the reason that he doesn't want us to shrink back is that if you shrink back you compound your losses you lose twice first you lose your original loss and then you lose your future if I were to shrink back and lock myself in my room and allow depression to take over, for one, my daughter would feel like she lost both parents because I wouldn't be there for her. Secondly, I would lose out on the joy of watching her grow up. I wouldn't be able to be entertained by seeing the world through her, lo- through her eyes. Her version of the world is, is so much fun. Uh, Christina is a handful sometimes, but she makes me smile every day. Also, if I shrink back, I would lose the quality time that I now have with my two sons, who are young men working and making lives for themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm proud as I watch them mature. I think parenting is fun when you don't have to tell them what to do. I don't have to tell them to go to school. I don't have to tell them to clean their room. I don't have to tell them to be home on time. I don't have to do their laundry. I don't have to cook for them. <laughs> I mean, I, this is fun parenting. You know, this is enjoyable time. We just get together. We go places. You know, we, we have dinner. We have, go to the movies. We just enjoy each other's company. And if I don't enjoy this part, then I went through, I survived their teenage years for nothing. <laughs> 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 Most importantly, as their parent and role model, it's only in continuing to live that I can encourage them to live as well. If I shrink back, there's much more that I'd miss out on. What about the people that I've been called to affect for Christ? What about ministry? What about the places that I want to go? and What about the, the things that I want to I do? Bottom line, we shouldn't shrink back because when we allow what we lost to stop us from enjoying what we still have, we lose everything. Secondly, don't throw away your confidence. Verse 35, it says, So don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. This scripture hit me because I know I had thrown away my confidence. I had pretty much lost my faith in everything. And again, this is a usual side effect of loss or discouragement or or hurt. I remember about six months ago, I went to Sacramento with Pastor Josie. And right before she got up to speak, she asked me if I would testify, and I said no. I said no to pastor, whoever just said you can't. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, I broke the rules. <laughs> um, I said no. And it wasn't because I was afraid, and it wasn't because I didn't have anything to say. It was because I had no confidence. I had no confidence in myself. I had no confidence in what I was doing. And if I'm honest, I had even, even my confidence in God had been shaken Now, I'm grateful that she didn't write me off, and I want to thank her and the pastoral staff for inviting me to speak tonight. But I know that the only reason that I was able to fight back my fear and say yes this time was because God had already ministered to me through this word over and over again. The only way to regain your confidence is to step out and try again. This portion of Scripture doesn't just tell us not to throw away our confidence. It just doesn't leave us there. It goes on and also tells us how to regain it and how to keep it. In verse 36, it clearly says you need to persevere. In other words, get back up, dust yourself off, and try again. We need to have confidence in God, His love, His faithfulness, His grace, and His keeping power. You also need to have confidence in yourself, your abilities, your worth, your value, your calling. When things go wrong, we tend to blame ourselves. For some reason, whether it's our fault or not, we just tend to blame ourselves. And we start with the what ifs, and the uh, if I should have, and the if onlys, and we play them over and over again in our mind. But God says, let it go. Start each day fresh. You're valuable. You've been called. You have a purpose. Be confident in yourself. And then we must have confidence in others. Hurt feelings, misunderstandings, They can all cause you to want to distance yourself from people. But that's just another form of shrinking back. If we allow the fear of being hurt to keep us from interacting with others, we're going to miss out on some good friends, some encouragement, and some support. God does not want us to live isolated lives. He tells us to love and to forgive. The scripture says, How can you love God? How can you say you love God and hate your brother? It's impossible. As much as we need others to believe in us, we need to trust in them as well. And then lastly, remember. Hebrews 10, 32. It says, remember those early days after you received the light, when you stood your ground in a contest of great, oh, in a great contest in the face of sufferings? It says, remember when you first got saved? I mean, that's so powerful. When you were willing to stand up against anything, when we first get saved, we're like, come on. <laughs> you know, We, we just have this, 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 um, this faith. I remember we pretty much lived at the church. I think we only went home to sleep and eat, maybe change our clothes. God knows that the act of remembering is powerful because just the act of remembering causes us to change our complete perspective. If I'm focused on my tragedy and my situation, that's all I can see right now. This is my situation. This is it. This is all I can see because that's all I'm concentrating on. It's, taked up, it's taken up my entire focus, my entire sight. All I can see is the problems that I'm dealing with. But yet when I remember, I have to step back and I have to refocus. And by refocusing and allowing to be able to see the past and the things that God brought me through and the things that he did, two things happen. First of all, My current situation seems smaller because now it's part of a larger picture. And secondly, I have sight that there's a future. It's no longer just this current. It's my past, my current, and my future. Grief itself has a way of putting things in perspective. It makes you think about what's really important in life. There's no time to waste being angry, bitter, or holding grudges. There's a song that I like. And it's called, "We Live." And don't worry, I'm not going to try to sing it. <laughs> but I'm going to read you the, cor- the chorus. The song is about how quickly and unexpected, how quickly and unexpectedly tragedy comes into our lives. And the chorus says, "What do we do then with tragedy around the bend? We live, we love, we forgive and never give up." because the days we are given are gifts from above, and today we remember to live and to love. Uh, It's easy to take life, family, and friends for granted. Death brings home the reality that life is short and tomorrow is not promised. We need to remind ourselves to enjoy those that we love today, right now, every day. We can't do that if we've allowed ourselves to shrink back. If we've allowed ourselves to, um, to go into a, either into a place of hiding, into a state of depression, or into a, a life of inactivity. Do I miss my husband? Yes, every day. Do I still have bad days when simple memories make me cry? Yes. Are there times when I still want to just run and hide? Yes. But will I shrink back? No. Will I throw away my confidence? No. Will I remember how the Lord helped me in the past and that I have a future? Yes. Through these scriptures, God God reminded me that my prince did come. He came into my life years ago, the Prince of Peace and the Lord of Lords, and he rescued me from a tower of emptiness, loneliness, and despair. And that even after hurt, and even after tragedy, and even after great loss, He will restore my joy and my purpose and my hope. The reality is that our stories can end with the line, and they lived happily even after. As long as we continue to go forward, he can help us through anything. Psalms 27.13 says, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Stand with me.
1: Hallelujah, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. There's some of you here tonight that this message really ministered to you. It ministered to you because maybe you've been shrinking back. Maybe you've been hurt. You're going through grief and loss. And you've just said, you know what, I'm just going to stay away. I'm going to isolate myself. And you find yourself even going into a depression. Maybe you've thrown away your confidence. You've lost your confidence in God. You've lost your confidence in yourself. You've lost your confidence in others. Maybe you just need to remember, just like Mo, just like Linda, you need to remember what God has done in your life sometimes we forget we forget the miracle of salvation in our life tonight god is here to restore your hope to restore your joy to restore your peace he's here to give you back what the enemy has tried to steal from you and i'm going to open up the altars for you tonight to come if you have been a, have been going through any of this you can live happily even after the altars are open jesus
2: a lover of my soul jesus i will never let you go You've taken me and from the miry clay. You set my feet upon a rock and now i know Sing Jesus and Jesus. Jesus lover of my soul. Lover of my soul. Jesus and Jesus. I will never. Taking me from, from the you said my feet Lord. You set my Savior Lord, and I say, my closest friend, my closest friend, yet I, I will, will worship, worship you until the Save my closest friend. And I will worship you until the very end.
1: Those of you at the altar, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say Jesus, be the lover of my soul. I haven't been everything I should be. I've let things get in the way. And I know that there's going to come a day
2: that
1: my world will fall apart. But I want to be faithful. I want to love you still. There are, there are examples all around me that didn't, shrink back. didn't shrink, back. Help me not to shrink back. Help me not to shrink back. Help me to put my trust in you, put trust. to put my, in you. put my confidence in you, to remember what you saved me from. Help me not to give up up. that we are to live and to to love. Restore my hope, restore my my joy, restore my my peace, restore my my love love. In in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for every person here at the altar, every one of them has or is experiencing such deep, deep pain. Lord, you're the only one who could come in. You're the only one who can restore what has been taken from them. Your word says that you are displeased when we shrink back. Help us, Lord, to get the courage, instill courage strong courage into each and every person here at the altar. Give them the strength, Lord, to get up and to go on. The strength, Lord, to persevere when everything around them wants to say I can't do it. Give them the strength, Lord, to see the bigger picture here. It's so easy to look at the small picture. It's so easy to look at the hurt. It's so easy to look at the things that have not gone our way, the people who have let us down, the people who are no longer here, the people who have walked out of our life, but Lord, I pray today that our trust and our dependency would be on you, that there will be people who come into our life for a season, there will be people who come into our life for a reason, but Lord, you are in our life forevermore. Strengthen us today, Lord. Let us remember, remember, remember that we can do all things through you who strengthens us. You've been my strength. You've been Linda's strength. You've been so many other strengths in this room, Lord. Help us to pick up every day and go on. Even when we feel like isolating, even when we feel like just locking ourselves up in the room, bring people, oh God, around us, that will pull us out the same way that we've been comforted, we need to comfort others. Be with us, Lord, as we persevere, so that we can be a true, true example of your strength. In Jesus' name, amen.